it's, you know, obviously there's a lot of different protocols as far as safety and security in that. But what Mark has created in this virtual community of over 150 groups, specialized niche groups uh, based on different professions and industries and, and, and the specialties, which we're going to talk about. Through those groups, I have met some really, truly incredible people who have also already been on the show, who will be on this show, and who I am talking to about doing collaborations into 2021 and into next year. And had I not been a part of this WhatsApp group by a special invitation, um, I would not have made these connections. So it's really uh, it's really super cool for me to welcome Mr. Mark Jarrett on the Raw and Unscripted Show. What's going on, Mark? How are you doing, brother? Hey, I'm really charged after that intro. Nice to meet you, Christopher. Warm greetings from the still just United Kingdom. Yes. You guys are over in the UK across the Atlantic pond, man. Uh, nice to meet you. I've already met you before, dude. Uh, let's, uh, yeah, we know each other. Um, you know, but in, I just have massive respect for what it is that you've created um, literally in the sanctuary of your own office. Um, you know, in the, in the intro there, Mark, I was talking about, you know, the virtues of networking and, and, and the importance of that. Talk to us about what the experience has been for you. You've already been a powerful networker before this. Talk about the experience here in COVID and what you've created with the WhatsApp groups um, to expand that networking now virtually. Sure. Well, I've, I've actually been networking all my life. I, I, I just enjoy connecting people. It's in my DNA. Uh, it's just that now, as I enter the third and final chapter of my career, I'm doing it professionally. And I've been extolling the virtues of virtual networking long before coronavirus came along. It's got huge advantages versus in-person networking because it's free. We pay the Internet anyway. It's an essential utility. Um, it's uh, clean, no carbon footprint. We're not driving and flying to places. But best of all, it's globality. Because if you attend a networking event in Chicago, you're only going to meet people from the Illinois area. Whereas online, literally, the, it's the world is our oyster. Uh, Sally Anderson brought us both together. She's 12,000 miles away from me. For me to go and see her in person would cost a ton of money, a ton of carbon, and a ton of time. Uh, this way, uh, I meet her regularly and um irrespective of the pandemic virtual networking rocks but now that we are in a pandemic it's the only way to network mm, absolutely i couldn't agree more couldn't agree more mark and you know something that i think about when when sally first approached me she's like hey do you want to become a part of this networking group and <laughs> excuse me um honestly i was kind of like you know, the way she had spelled it out, it was like, it, it seemed like it was exclusive. It seemed like it was private. It seemed like, you know, it was like uh, all these, you know, big players around the world. And at first I was kind of intimidated. I think I even shared that with you a little bit, like a little intimidation. Um, what do you say to people who might be intimidated about virtual networking? They've already maybe, I know for me, when I would go to a networking event, as much as I am confident and as much as I love speaking in front of people, I would still go to a networking event going, Oh God, I gotta go. Okay. I'd have to put myself in the mindset. Okay. I gotta go in there and all these people are going to try to sell me something. They're going to be doing these things, you know, or I have to speak up and say, here's what I, here's what I offer and different things of that nature. What advice do you have for people who have that, that, that apprehension about getting involved in networking, whether it's in person or here virtually? Hire me. <laughs> I, 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 can, I can network on your behalf. Mm. Um, so, no, so, some people are intimidated by networking, a bit like public speaking. It's not, it's not really uh, their, their thing. Um, but I did a poll on LinkedIn a few months ago. Uh, do you enjoy networking? Uh, and there were three options. One of them is, uh, no, it's not really my thing. Uh, two is, yes, but I just don't have the time. Uh, and the third was, yes, uh, uh, networking rocks. And 50%, half of the people said networking rocks. So most people are receptive and enjoy networking. But there are some out there that don't enjoy it and find it a little bit intimidating. If you're one of those, then I would say just, just, just be yourself, um, you know, as human beings are hardwired to grow our tribes, we are social creatures. And what we're all collectively going through right now 
is a kind of shared trauma and there's an added sense of urgency now or to 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 um to connect with fellow human beings because we're we're all holed up at home uh we're not out and about as as much as we once were so it's it's even more important now than ever to keep those human connections going and business at the end of the day chris boils down to two things and that's people and trust so what i'm doing is building and curating these ecosystems in which people feel safe um, to interact with one another um, and then enter into friendships sure which is great mm-hmm. but you know I, i'm a businessman so ideally i want them to to morph into um ultimately um uh, business relationships or transactions but i'm in no hurry um it's all about building up those those, those connections that's why i'm a little bit anti-multi-level marketing <coughs> excuse me <coughs> because multi-level marketing is transactional from the get-go yeah and, and that's why you find people involved with multi-level marketing it's they they want to do the deal straight away whereas i'm i'm i'm, I'm the uh, I'm, I'm the opposite of that i'm all about building up those relationships first and then you know, uh, uh, the, the money will come later kind of thing. So that's that. My ethos, by the way, is diversity and inclusion. Yeah. So uh, you, you mentioned about you felt a little bit intimidated. Yes, there are some heavy hitters uh, in, 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 in the VIP group that you're in, for example. Uh, Nouriel Roubini, uh, one of the world's leading economists. His nickname is Dr. Doom. Uh, he charges $100,000 per speech. He's a heavy hitter. Uh, you always know the heavy hitters because they've got their own Wikipedia page. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I do mix it up. And it's important that people that you and I learn from people like him. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and uh, earlier on today, I, I spoke to... Um, uh, a, a young black lady i'm an old white man i love all that keep it diverse keep it yeah. inclusive um the other thing that's important to me is um the mindset of open random and supportive ors and it's the antithesis of corporate thinking because corporates tend to be quite closed and and, and secretive oh yeah whereas i'm the precise opposite. I'll tell you all my shit, um, warts and all, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm finding that people who have suffered trauma, uh, my trauma was that um, my mother was an alcoholic and my, my father uh, raised me. And uh, through that pain, I became a gambling addict. I was addicted to slot machines for many years to mask the pain. Um, but it's all relative. Some people have suffered far worse uh, than that. But in broad strokes, I'm finding that people that do suffer trauma of some sort in their lives, they often come out the other side stronger human beings as a result. And um, our mutual friend Sally is a perfect example of that. Um, yeah. So... Uh, Sally rocks. Whoops, you froze there for a second. Um, thing that I felt quite strongly about is uh, some of my groups are aimed at women. Mm-hmm. I find it shocking that women are paid less than men for doing the same job. I mean, hello, mm-hmm. <clears throat> who, do, who do we think we are? <laughs> uh, also, you know, just 3% of venture capitalists are women. So in some ways, it still is a man's world, but it really has improved uh, in my lifetime. Um, but um, there are, uh, there's still uh, room for improvement. And um, I think recent events on the global stage have demonstrated uh, that women are, in fact, arguably better leaders than men. Um, the way uh, some of the countries have handled the, the pandemic, um, those yeah. that have handled it well are actually led led by women so yeah women rock 
I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more, Mark. I mean, I was raised by a single mom, so I grew up without a dad and I know firsthand how powerful, how powerful really women are. And it's crazy because most of my friend, also my, most of my friends all my life have been women. Um, <clears throat> I was just connected with another powerful woman yesterday and I was thinking about the WhatsApp group and you were telling me like, okay, once I get a woman in there, then they can invite me in there. Cause I'm like, I'd rather, and I shouldn't say this, I wouldn't rather, but I have a lot more fun hanging out with women powerful women um in in doing that because they are they're resilient i mean the things that they go through and the things that they deal with and how they still bounce back and how they're still you know raising the bar on what it is that's possible and i love the fact that the leaders of the world um who are women are doing a fantastic job the prime minister down in new zealand um yeah i mean that's fantastic. Jacinda! yeah yeah she's amazing and that's what I, that's what I love about your WhatsApp groups is there's, there's, there's opportunities for the women, powerful women to get in there and to engage with one another globally, you know, where else can you find that? And kind of going back, kind of stepping back to the, to the, um, to the, uh, situation of networking and being apprehensive about it. One yeah. thing that I tell people, even for me and being outgoing and everything else, they're like, you, you struggle with networking. I'm like, yeah, I just, I said, for me, it's just the, the awkwardness, like, okay, we're going in there to do these things. But I would tell my friends, and I'll be like, okay, here's what I do. I stand outside the door and I say, okay, here's my goal. I want to go in there. I'm going to go in there and introduce myself to at least 10 people and have 10 meaningful five-minute conversations. And if nothing comes out of that, then at least I came here and I tried. And so I would go in there and make it some sort of a little bit of a game. And, you know, it'd be weird and awkward. And But ultimately, I got stronger. And ultimately, I started playing with it. I'm like, okay, I want to go in there and I'm going to be like the center of attention. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be the weird guy and kind of break up the, the, the awkwardness of people standing there and going, you know, we're standing in our two groups like, oh, we should go talk to people and kind of like creating like a dating situation or something like that. <clears throat> I'll just say something funny and kind of bring it all out. But what I do love about virtual networking, what I really want to share with the people that are watching this and thank you guys for watching this either live on the replay. We appreciate you definitely very much is the virtual spot is Mark is that I can go in there and I could be a part of that group. And I can sit back and I can kind of, you know, see what's going on. I can kind of see, you know, where potentially the egos are, see, you know, what kind of uh, materials being offered. I don't have to necessarily feel awkward. I can kind of be a voyeur for a second and kind of see how the, the vibe of everything's going and then jump in. And also another thing for me is that, you know, the relationships of meeting those like-minded people and having those offline conversations out of that networking group has been, you know, so significant in everything that I'm planning for 2021. What are some of your thoughts on that? You know, in, in getting into the groups, you know, <clears throat> we're going to send out an invitation for people to join this, or we're going to ask them to email me. You and I didn't talk about this, but they can email me or email you to get a part of, to get into this group. Um, but what are some of your recommendations when people do start virtually networking to make them successful? And um, to take an interest, we've got two, two ears and, and one mouth. Um, talk about them. Ask, uh, take a genuine interest in what they are, who they are, what they do, um, and that way they'll take an interest in you. People do like people who who are genuinely interested in what they do. Um, so in a networking environment, it's always best to just listen first before talking about yourself, um, and uh, and and then try and connect dots and help them I'm, I'm i just try and help people if i can um and i'm a pay it forward kind of guy uh life is a boomerang uh, and do good unto others and they will do good unto you um mm -hmm. sure there's bad eggs but i try and keep my my uh whatsapp groups clean i i do some betting um linkedin plays a key role uh in all of that but I actually call LinkedIn the world's least social social network. Um, Why is that? Because the, the interaction is stilted. It's not direct. Whereas WhatsApp is a conduit between LinkedIn and places like Remo and, and Zoom. Um, I actually, wearing the, the Remo t-shirt today, I helped launch it last year. And it's like Zoom on steroids. Uh, and I've I've got a a twenty four hour always open uh, lounge called the VIP lounge in Remo, where people can just drop in ad hoc uh, and network their uh, their ass off, as you would say, Christopher. <laughs> their kick ass off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know you showed me around, and I was really I was really super impressed. That was actually one of my questions that I had built up in here. I was really impressed at how technology has afforded the opportunity to to make it as 
realistic as possible with mm. having the setup and having the familiarity of being in the ballroom or being in the main seating area and then going to the breakout sessions and, and seeing the screens and doing all that stuff. Really technology and people have done a tremendous job with facilitating something that's realistic. So uh, I personally have not yet done it. So I'm excited to do that with you and, and jump into that. But I, I was really, really impressed with all of that and the fact that we're able to do this from the comfort of our own home and uh, really just like set ourselves in process for what's going to happen in the future. People, most people are thinking about right now and getting through right now. I'm thinking about next year. I'm thinking about collaborations and things of that nature. But one of the things I really love about your groups also, Mark, is the fact that there's diversity. I mean, you have a, over 150 groups. Talk to us about some of the niche markets that are in there that might really appeal to the viewers and the, the watchers of the show right now. Well, there's a WhatsApp group for everyone. Um, and if there isn't, then I'll go ahead and create one. Uh, so uh, this might be biotech, uh, nanotech, oil and gas, uh, super yachts, hashtag follow the money, um, education, mental health. Uh, Cannabis mo mo most of my groups have got a kind of business goal but some of them I've actually created altruistically. Um, like one of them is all about stopping human trafficking. Uh, I don't want to make money out of that. Uh, I, I just want to stop human trafficking. Um, but most of them have got a commercial uh, prerogative, if you like, the automotive, uh, sorry, auto, um, yeah, automotive. It's all about the automo auto automotive industry. So I put um, a guy that um, is one of the senior Ferrari car, car dealerships. Uh, he's, he's the group leader in that because he's, he's better connected within the automotive industry than I am. Oh, yeah. So what I do is sometimes make people that are really well connected within that particular space and just kind of leader of that group. Um, and then they, um, you know, be saying what much more likely to be well connected within that particular um, uh, sector. I created one group as a joke. Uh, it was a uh, avocado, the avocado group. Uh, <laughs> Seriously? I didn't yeah, see that yeah. It's it's kind of secret. Um, I don't know about it. Oh, I want to be in the avocado. Group. Yeah, no, it's it's not on the official um, menu, but. Um, We'll strangely uh, and by the way avocado bombing is a thing uh avocado bombing uh, yeah it, it kind of morphed into this weird avocado utopia uh that, that that particular group but then strangely about a month ago someone involved in the avocado industry came into my life uh, and who knows um she's now in that group maybe um I can broker some sort of huge avocado uh, transaction, uh, but that surely wasn't the tra uh, that was not the intention when I first created it. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, in some ways, the more niche the subject matter is, the better, because mm -hmm. that way you're, you're more likely to have a, a meeting of minds. So tech, tech won't cut the mustard, but agri tech or fintech. Or sex tech. I mean, sex tech is a thing. It's a it's a forty billion dollar thing. Uh, and Heather, who's in the um, in 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 the group that we're both in, she's the sex tech goddess. Uh, and it's great to see a woman um, disrupting an industry which historically has been dominated by men. Pardon the pun, dominated. <laughs> I don't think I've made it to the sex tech uh, group just yet, but uh, that's 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 what I love about it, Mark. Is there's so many opportunities. Mm -hmm. Like I was telling my, my I was telling my other buddy. Um, actually, no, I, I did my walk and talk this morning. I talked about doing this interview that will air tonight. Um, is as I said, um, you know, I said there's a group in there for the cannabis business industry, and you know, I'm marijuana magic. Yeah, I'm not I'm not in the business, but I am so intrigued by both cannabis and its apl applicability and healing us, and yeah. also just the the commerce of it because my former life was director of operations, supply chain management. So seeing that business commerce happening and the conversations happening within that group is really uh, inspiring to see how you know what was thought of as weed you know, is now really a legitimate industry that is going out there and attacking big pharma and making a difference in the, the lives of people. 
Um, I thought that was fantastic that you had facilitated that group to to come into fruition and seeing the conversations that go in there, Mark, are really high level. So it's it's really cool to see. And I'm sure a lot of people are wondering like, okay, you know, this, this sounds great, Chris and Mark, you know, this opportunity to meet all these people, this, this private group, you know, the yacht owners and everything. Um, how much is this going to cost me, Mark? You know, what, what's, what's the, what's, what's the price of admission to get into this, this, uh, this exclusive club? Okay. Going back to marijuana, uh, briefly, um, there's a coffee shop in Arnhem called joint venture. Genius. Really? What a name for a coffee shop. Uh -huh. Joint venture. Love it. And to answer your question, it's all free. Exactly. No, no charge. Um, at the moment, uh, several people have suggested to me that I should um, start charging uh, for, for access to the network. But at the moment, it's free. Um, I make my money by teaching people how to network virtually. Uh, and if they retain my services, then I give them access to my extraordinary network, which include um, amazing people like uh, Christopher Rausch. Have you heard of him? Yeah. You rock, dude. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to use that as a soundbite. Yeah. No, but it, yeah. It, is, it is so true. It is so true, Mark. And sometimes I think, you know, especially as a coach, and thinking about how much coaching I've given away, because much like you, you said the magic words, pay it forward. When I got into coaching originally and legitimately, I got in it to do it, to help people. I was like, okay, I'm going to take all of the, the, the shit I've been through in my life and I'm going to make it mean something by coaching these people and helping them, you know, and literally the, 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 the agreement of my contract with them was that I'll coach you for as long as we need to do to get over these issues. And in the meantime, you're going to go pay it forward to three complete strangers and make their life better. You know, whether it's giving, you know, food to a homeless person, you know, volunteering, whatever it is you might be able to do. Um, and it was a great experience. But when I started realizing that, you know, people weren't paying me that, that value, that trade, that reciprocity of, you know, services versus something that causes you, um, to have to fork over some dough. Um, I did realize that the, the results weren't as uh, spectacular if they weren't investing in that. So I could definitely see how monetizing, you know, that WhatsApp group could be beneficial or, or creating like a premier uh, sector of that. But, you know, for, for everybody watching right now, you have to realize that you, you make an investment and you put something into something, you're going to get out of it what you get into it. And for me, Mark, I know that um, connecting with everybody in the groups sometimes can be overwhelming, but at the same time, um, you don't have to do it all the time. So what are some of your tips for people to virtually network? Cause you said before, some people just don't have the time. What is a reasonable amount of time for somebody to network professionally, to grow themselves and to grow their, their business or their, um, their revenue? Um, I wouldn't put a, a hard number on it. Um, it's up to the, the individual. What I would say is, um, engage, uh, from time to time. Um, and uh, when new members come into the groups, welcome them. Say, hi, I'm Chris, and include your LinkedIn URLs so they, they can see what you're doing. LinkedIn actually plays quite a key role uh, in all of this because, of course, it's a it's the ultimate brochure. I mean, I, I know from looking at the link your LinkedIn earlier on that you spent most of your life in the pro professional association of driving instructors mm -hmm. for um heaven knows how many years over 20 years right 26 yeah 26 years um so it's it's the ultimate resume uh it's 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 linkedin and it's a powerful search engine in, in its own right oh. i was recently asked to go and find someone who could help with the distribution and storage of diesel in hungary i mean talk about a kind of needle in the haystack job uh, I had a quick look at my network. I found, I think, 45 people in Hungary, um, but no one was involved in um, uh, logistics. So I used LinkedIn. I searched for hung Hungary logistics. And sure enough, uh, I found the right person, and that resulted in a deal being done with Universal Pictures, who wanted to have that diesel uh, stored and distributed in Hungary. So again, another example of really, really niche um, requirement. But in some ways, the more niche, the better, because you'll once you do find someone that can store and distribute diesel, um, you know, they're much more likely to be receptive to uh, to doing a deal. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And you never know when that's going to crop up again. That's one thing I look at is like, I may meet somebody who does something that completely doesn't, doesn't in ear or do anything with my industry, but you know, people will come to me like, Hey, Chris, do you know anybody, you know, in the cannabis industry? I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I, I, I do. I know these people are be able to make an introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and you, you've, you've said it a few times and I want to touch on this for a second is, is the power of LinkedIn and mm-hmm. what that really, what that really can mean for somebody both personally obviously and professionally, that's the most important aspect of what LinkedIn brings. I know for me personally, looking back on that 26 year career, I, at times, you know, I networked, but I didn't network in looking back. I should have been a much more aggressive networker, um, to build that community up so that when I did decide to exit that, that particular corporate career, if I was ready to go into another corporate job, I did not have, I had connections, but I did not have the amount of connections that I should have had given the fact of if something unexpected happened, can you reach out to 10 people in your industry and say, Hey, listen, I just got out of a job. Is there something you can do? Can you put in a good word for me? Um, and I recognize that Mark out of being, when I left the corporate job, I was still attempting to get back into it. I was going to go for a, a vice president position. And in looking at my connections and everything, I was like, you know what? I, I didn't really do that great of a job in networking. Um, what does it take really for, for LinkedIn to be, to be for, for the person to make LinkedIn successful for them, what are some of the key factors in working LinkedIn? Because I know we think about Facebook and all the other things, but LinkedIn is, is an entity, entity unto its own. So what, are some, so what are some strategies that people can do to have that good resume when they go into the WhatsApp group and start networking? Write articles, position yourself as a thought leader in the industry or the, uh, um, in the career that you're, you're active in uh engage with other people on 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 linkedin comment on their posts and i'm actually hosting another post party uh tomorrow and uh, we did one last week it was very successful a post party confuses the fuck out of the linkedin algorithm because what we do is then post each other's articles and um Oh. Uh, comments um what are they call posts sorry at the same time we like and engage the algorithm of, of linkedin is really clever you know if you write something like great posts that won't cut it but if you write a, an insightful uh comment based on what that person has written you'll get uh, if you like upgraded and this confuse if we all post and share at the same time it turbocharges your posts into the stratosphere because it's then going to your second and third tier on LinkedIn. Uh, so that's a, a little bit of a growth hack for you. Um, I'm be at a post party. I didn't know about post parties. Well, uh, I'm going to send you the post party group. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, that's where we just like, share and comment on each other's material. Um, the other thing would be... Um, LinkedIn polls can be quite a, a, an interesting way to get new people into your network. Uh, but just engage with them when they respond to your polls. Polls can be uh, a higher rank than a typical post because they get put into the, the polls section. And other people, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a, I've got a very curious mind. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, that's why I'm a bit of a LinkedIn polls fetishist. Um, so I've been posting lots of um, uh, LinkedIn polls, and that's a great, great way to get into uh, people into your network. Also, you can send voice messages on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the human voice is much more intimate, if you like, than than all this countless texting. Let me, uh, let me touch on that for just a sec, Mark. I don't sure. hate to interrupt you, but sure. just that alone, dude, seriously, I've, I've done it a little bit on LinkedIn. I admittedly raising my hand. I've not been the best LinkedIn person in the last couple of months. Um, when you said articles, I'm like, Sally told me like, Chris, you should be writing article, articles you're writing. Um, so now that I'm writing the book, I actually should do articles. Um, but what you just said about the voice on Facebook, Facebook has been one of my best connectors as far as coaching and getting coaching clients and, and developing relationships for me. But when I looked down one day, I was like, I was ready. I got the friend request. And I was ready to say, hey, thank you very much for the friend request. You know, looking forward to get to know you. And I was like, microphone. And I clicked the microphone. I was like, hey. I'm like, send them a minute message. Send them a two-minute message. And then all of a sudden they would come back and be like, 
oh my God, hey, it was so great to hear your voice. I've seen your shows. That was a really nice connection factor. That suggestion mark has been stupendous for me in really creating a great first impression. So I love that you brought that up and, and trying to really make it more of a, a physical situation rather than a digital situation and give it more personality. Um, right. I love it when people do it to me. Very seldom do people do it to me. When they do it, I'm like, wow, that's really cool. They they want to take that extra step. So I just really wanted to highlight that fact of interjecting your personality into the conversation is is really, truly magnificent. So thank you. Sorry, I want to have you keep going. I, on. I, I, absolutely. And also, if you introduce uh, me to, to people or, or vice versa, in the cover note, when you're reaching out to people on, uh, on LinkedIn, you've got 300 characters of text to play with for the introduction. Say something like, Mark tells me you rock. Yeah. And, and, and something to make it a bit more personal than a generic um, uh, LinkedIn invite. Not one thing that I'm quite anal about are LinkedIn URLs. Because mm -hmm. about half the people out there have got these Christo Christopher Rausch 062-578-139B. It drives me nuts. All you have to do is go to your LinkedIn profile, top right-hand corner, you'll see edit profile and URL. Mm. Click through, click on the pencil next to your URL, get rid of those horrible numbers and letters, and call yourself uh, raw, raw and unscripted, or Christopher Rausch. If that's taken, use your middle name. But get rid of those horrible letters and numbers, please, people. <laughs> Reach it. Yes. It's it's so true. It's so true. I changed mine to no excuses, coach. I think that's what it was. It was Christopher Roush and having to try to spell my name and everything. So it's like the LinkedIn forward slash no excuses coach. It was, it was, it was interesting. And also at brands. And when you copy and paste that, it just it lends to a little bit more professionalism and thought. Into your it's all about there. branding, and yeah, I mean, it's not imperative. I mean, technically, the your URL with all the funny uh, letters and numbers will work, right. but it's just sexier to have a a a a, a, a URL which um, aligns with with your brand. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and then you just you just we just touched on two important words. Uh, the same word that that I was really interested to talk to you about. Something that I've been very interested in myself is branding. Uh, talk to us about the importance of having a brand, you know, whether it's just you're, you're, you're a sole worker on your own, trying to find a job or trying to find connect or trying to find connections or as a business person, a, a B2C or a B2B, how important is your personal brand as well as your company brand? Well, we're on an equal playing field now and there's a whole um, army. Most of your listeners are probably in business for themselves they're entrepreneurs they are all their own brands so do something that makes you stick out my brand uh, is is this jasper conrad striped jacket um by the way you can still find bargains in charity shops um <laughs> but it's like tk maxx uh, i think you guys call it tk something uh, tj maxx tj maxx why the difference do you know i have no idea Okay, um, but yeah, or, or maybe know, wear, I don't know. Wear, wear, wear a hat or uh, or look like a rock and roll guy. Yeah, do do whatever uh, uh, floats your boat. Do do something uh, that makes you uh, stand out from a crowd. Because ultimately, we are all brand ambassadors to ourselves. So uh, you've got a really punchy um brand chris i love your if you like your corporate identity i mean that raw and unscripted with the with the cogs there at the back love all that i'm also a big fan of strap lines um my the nike's strap line is my ethos uh, just do it i like just doing stuff i don't like to do lists um and um I'm a big fan of strap lines. There was a um, a, a strap line. Is that like a slogan? Slogan. Okay, just want to make yeah. sure we don't use yeah. that terminology here in yeah. uh, the U.S. So it's more like a um, tagline or yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, Stella Artois, the Belgian beer company, they they had a brilliant one. Reassuringly expensive, uh, which <laughs> I quite like. 
and my mine actually i thought of it in a shower in the shower a few months ago is uh, net full stop working full stop bam simplicity at its finest yeah keep it that. short and sweet and simple um do you have one what's your what's your uh, slogan uh my slogan i we changed it actually uh sally was reinvents let me see let me just go over here um, you're no excuses, coach. Reinvent your life, empower your potential, excel your new dimensions. Time to live a kick-ass life with no regrets. But my my the normal tagline that I use is that, and this came out of a, a very expensive mastermind group, was um, I help people overcome their self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And so that was that was one of them. Um, the other thing that was like when people say, What are they gonna get when they get Christopher? I would say just imagine Tony Robbins and George Carlin at an ACDC concert. That kind of <laughs> like, okay, you know, okay, that that pretty much if you know who George Carlin is and Tony Robbins is on an ACDC uh, concert, like, okay, this guy is gonna be pretty fucked up, but he's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and be raw and truthful. And for me, honestly, Mark, branding when I think about everything, you know, I've been saying this a lot lately. This this fly your freak flag. Sometimes I say it wrong. Fly your freak flag, you know, be who you are. I mean, I'm going to be 52 in February and this journey that I've been on up until this point has been partially trying to be somebody who I wasn't to get validation, to get, to earn money, to, to have a job, to do all these things to make other people happy. And there's definitely one aspect of free falling into entrepreneurship and really truly being the coach that I know I can be and being the speaker I can be and the facilitator I can be and the show host that I can be is you know just being who you are because it's exhausting trying to be somebody who you're not that yeah. all that pretentious stuff all that fake stuff all that putting on the proverbial masks uh is exhausting and for me personally i tell people to go fly the freak flag i've had more people in the last three or four months just say chris you seem so energetically happy what is it i'm like i wake up every day and i don't have to be pretend to be anybody else that i'm not i don't have to i could be who i am if you like me great if you don't then good luck. I, I know it, I, it, you know, it, it, cu it cuts through all the bullshit, doesn't it? It does. it does. And that's, I mean, that we don't have time for all that other crap. I'd rather know, you know, within five minutes of meeting somebody, whether I'm going to like them or not, whether we're going to vibe or not, rather than playing that little, you know, okay, so what do you do? What do you do? What do you, okay, so okay, yeah. when's the pitch going to come? It's like, yeah. just, be who you're, just be who you are, have a good time. Yeah. That's what I love about the VIP pub is yeah. like, I mean, you and I instantly quick clicked and then uh, Steve Morgan clicked when he made a joke about the presidential elections going on here and you guys made fun of your parliament and the, and the queen and all that other stuff. And it was just a great time. I was like, okay, cool. These people aren't here like being all stuffy and everything. And me and Steve clicked right away, had a private conversation. He and I are doing stuff. I mean, he's a magnificent guy. So yeah, that's that's my urging to you guys out there. You guys know from the Ron and Scripted show that I'm always telling you guys just to be who by, you are. By the way, that, that discussion, um, uh, created um, a quarantine kind of group called political persuasion. Uh, one of my rules with the groups is no politics and no religion because mm -hmm. uh, politics is so binary and divisive. I mean, mm -hmm. here in the UK in 2016, we had a referendum to, to leave uh, the the world's largest trading bloc, uh, Brexit, of course. Yeah. Um, and you either voted to remain, or you voted to leave, and it's actually split families up and friendships up. You know, I refuse to let um, uh, issues like that get in the way of friendship. Um, crazy. And wow. uh, same with your your president and and what what's been happening there. Um, it's too too um too dangerous yeah. <laughs> if you like to, to mention these things i could talk about uh your president um all, all night but um you know i've got to be mindful of the fact that um everyone's got different opinions and they might not be congruent with mine and so what they're still human beings and let's stay friends mm -hmm. Uh, thank yeah. you for saying that mark i know that's mm -hmm. that's part of what i did my walk and talk on this morning was that mm -hmm. um was just that it's like you know it's 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 caused me to to really identify okay where is it that i'm going and what's the who am i going to be moving forward of course embracing you know who i am and being vocal and being confident that's one aspect of it um part of that was people coming to me and saying chris you have a platform you have a big mouth you you talk how come you're not taking sides how come you're not putting your, your stake in the sand up to which you know opinion you have about the president or the, which opinion you have about this or that and i have definitely i'm not afraid to make my opinion known i'm definitely not afraid of that 
Um, but I do it in such, I try to do it in such an eloquent way that it doesn't, it doesn't say you're wrong or you're bad or anything to the negative, anything that's divisive. And I've had some arguments with people like, well, this person is picking that. And what they're saying is this, I'm like, you're inferring that person is saying that that person is picking somebody based on a whole other set of criteria besides politics. It's all based on psychology and based on other things that are going on. Uh, so I love that you say that, Mark, is it, it really is. It breaks my heart to see even in my own family, even in my own extended family, I should say, my, everybody in my family's dead. Um, my extended family, I've seen it do that, like really just mm. cause people to come to tears over stuff that you really have zero control over. So I appreciate you saying that, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's marvelous. So, um, what, what is the, what is the procedure? What kind of procedure do we want to set up to, to invite people to come explore or to, uh, to check this out? The WhatsApp group, I'm happy to help them. Um, what is usually the orientation? I was indoctrinated by Sally who set me up and like, okay, here's what you do. What is usually the, the process for people who are interested in, in getting involved in the WhatsApp groups? Sure. I'm actually on a mission at the moment to educate Americans how to use WhatsApp. And there's a huge paradox there because it's an American product. Two billion people use WhatsApp globally. That's a, about a quarter of the world's population. Mm -hmm. In Europe, India and elsewhere, it's pretty much ubiquitous. Everyone uses it. But in its birthplace, the good old USA, some people, a lot of people do not use WhatsApp. And I've been showing them how to use WhatsApp. And it's just literally opened up their eyes to a whole new world, literally. Yep. Uh, and then I can introduce them to people uh, almost in real time on the fly. In terms of um, protocol and how it works, you, you do it right, Chris. You, you totally get it. You're absent for maybe a week or two. No hard feelings. But occasionally you dip in and you don't panic because you've missed 648 messages. <laughs> you, you just have a quick look to see what's going on and you engage. And that's exactly what it's about, engaging with people. Uh, and listen, you know, you, t time is something um, you, you, you don't really have much of. But the fact is that you do occasionally pop in there uh, is, is, is fantastic. That's what it's all about. Uh, in fact, that group uh, that you're in is reaching capacity. 256 is the maximum allowed in a, uh, in a WhatsApp group. So I'm going to have a purge soon and get rid of what's called lurkers. Um, and lurker is internet slang for someone who's a member of an internet community but doesn't actually actively participate um i removed someone uh, a few weeks ago uh, he's a top entertainer in las vegas really great guy but he never he never engaged hmm. so so yeah i could have barack obama in there um by the way he follows me on twitter for some strange reason um, but if, if he doesn't engage then what's the point you know right uh, it's all about that that in, in, in engaging Absolutely. engagement um and so, so, yeah take an interest in people and as i say don't don't panic or don't try and backpedal if you see lots of uh, missed messages mm. um these whatsapp groups can be a little bit chaotic uh they can be cross talk and, and whatnot but my job chris is to act as your filter and I don't know if you've noticed, but I have been sending you very occasionally. But, you know, if the, if the subject of podcasting crops up, I take a screenshot and send that to you privately. Yes, thank you. Uh, and then you've been diving in at the appropriate stage. So I'm basically acting as your, uh, your, your filter uh, in the groups. And I'm happy to do that uh, for anyone else that joins the group. So telephone numbers are what the backbone to whatsapp um whatsapp is owned by facebook and uh, even uh, facebook have endorsed me for my networking skills which is quite humbling and uh good for my brand uh so if you come across any series a situations anyone uh, that um uh, facebook might be interested in acquiring uh let me know and maybe there's a deal to be done there hmm.
Mm. So the phone number always acts as the uh, as the backbone. The fact that um, with WhatsApp, it's, it's the world's number one messaging platform for, for texting. It's almost like the, 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 the free phone calls and the free video calls is a bonus, you know, a nice little mm-hmm. add-on there. Uh, free video calls and phone calls for life. It's all ad-free. It's free for life. Um, they make their money on the data. Um, there was a group of us recently talking about the island of Bora Bora mm-hmm. in a WhatsApp group. And then an hour later, uh, one of the members got an email from Booking.com, a totally separate company, offering them hotel rooms in Bora Bora. Mm. Um, now, some might say that's a bit big brothery. Others might say it's a, a, it's a fair trade-off. I mean... Facebook have to monetize uh, somehow, and it's so valuable for me, uh, WhatsApp. I'm more than happy to get an occasional, very, very targeted ad um, somewhere as a result. It doesn't bother me. It's a fair trade-off as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and you had, you had alluded to it in the beginning of our conversation, Mark, and I want to touch on that before we end the show, is that when I said, you know, how do people do this? They said they hire you. Uh, talk to us about that experience. If somebody says, you know what, I, I want to do all this stuff, but I don't know where to get started. I want somebody to, to guide me and, and to make me successful in this process. What does that, what does that journey look like, look, look, look like for somebody who comes and sees you and wants to hire you? Okay. So I offer a one hour, hour action, the uh, techniques needed in order to, uh, to network virtually uh, on, on WhatsApp. Um, it doesn't take long. It's only an hour. Uh, if you need a bit longer, not a problem. But there I teach you all about um, the techniques and the methods needed in order to, to network virtually. But I, like every other self-employed individual, is gunning for the retained clients. People who pay me every month uh, f- uh, to retain my services. If you do retain my services, you get me for seven days a week, because I work weekends, ongoing support, anytime, any questions. But more importantly, you get access to my enormous network where I can open doors for you and introduce you to amazing people like Christopher Rausch. <laughs> oh man, awesome. Thank you. And, and for those of you guys watching, of course, you're seeing uh Mark's website going down along the bottom, virtualpowernetworking.com. Um, you know, honestly, guys, I mean we we've said it, we've said it so many times, and I can't believe it's already been almost nearly an hour, Mark, um, talking about this, but you know, uh put the number in there, put the numbers. That's yeah. how, that's yeah. the best way to connect yeah. with me. Nobody's no. not connected. Come on. No, I was going to say, I was going to do that next. Um, but really, where do you, I mean, obviously, uh, we're hearing stories about vaccines now. We're hearing, you know, the pandemic could then potentially be over next year. Um, that, that aside, where do you see virtual networking going? Where's the next Where's the next level for that to, to be going to? Well, the pandemic is a game changer. I personally think we've seen the end of the nine to five. As, as we know it in this country. I mean, when you think about it, cramming thousands of people into tubes and onto highways in a two-hour window first thing in the morning and creating all that traffic jams, and, and, mm-hmm. and it, it, it doesn't make sense. Uh, I'm, the feedback I'm getting is a lot of bosses uh, are, are, are now going to be cancelling the... Uh, rental agreements on the offices because they're realizing that this remote working works shit is getting done and personally if i was still back in corporate life my ideal work-life balance would be one maybe two days in the office so you've got that social interaction going on with real human beings in real life and then the rest of the time remotely um, but people are talking about this remote work as if it's something new. 20 years ago, I moved from Hamburg in North Germany to Tenerife in the Canary Islands, the island of eternal spring, because I knew 
that my future lay online thanks to a guy called Tim Berners-Lee. Does that name ring any bells? Tim Berners-Lee, no. He invented the World Wide Web. Oh. And then, because I knew that geography was not relevant, I figured I'll go and live somewhere hot and sunny. Uh, and I lived in Tenerife for six years. And, you know, and, and now Wall Street Journal and Forbes and whatnot are talking about this remote working like it's, it's something new. It's not new. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been around for a long time. And um, I've got a love-hate relationship with my, my smartphone. On the one hand, it's an office, it's a dictionary, it's a TV, it's a radio, it's a search engine, it's so much, and a phone, of course. But paradoxically, these devices are killing off the human, uh, the, the, the communication that matters the most is um, human connection. Mm -hmm. Because in any train or bus or down the high street, everyone's on these, these smartphones. Uh, I actually spent the bulk of my career in, in, the, in the telecoms industry, and I, I've written a piece a few months back called Mobile and Me, a Love-Hate Relationship. Um, but I see that this uh, remote working is, is here to stay, and I think more and more employers, um, instead of remote working being a, a, like a bit of a freaky thing to ask for, mm -hmm. for, for work-life balance, uh, more and more employers uh, are, are receptive to it. And there are more and more um, remote-only companies. Um, Twitter mm -hmm. uh, announced a few months back that all of their staff are, are at liberty to work at home uh, in perpetuity. But as I say, I find this whole at-home at um, talking of working at home a little bit misleading because the whole world is our office, Chris. If you're in the brain game, you yeah. could do you can do your podcasts anywhere in the world, really. Mm -hmm. You know, so as long as you've got the camera uh, and and the equipment and the bare essentials that you need, you could actually do your podcast from Bora Bora. So I'll see you there. Deal. It's <laughs> on my bucket list, Bora Bora. Oh yeah, the the huts over the water with the glass bottoms. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My wife yeah. and I were just talking about that. Our twenty year anniversary is coming up. We're like, we better start saving because I heard it's rather expensive. But uh, yeah, that would be that would be that would be the quintessential place to be able to go and relax and and go. Wow. Oh, I can work from here too. Oh, yeah. if you come and visit me and uh, your other um, UK friends in in the uh, in the United Kingdom, you could stay here for say three or four or five weeks but continue working. I, I like the idea of, and I've done it myself many times, like working vacations where you just go to different places and continue working, but in a, in a, in a totally different environment. And that way you get the best of both, both worlds. You're having um, a, a change of scene um, and uh, having a holiday, maybe relaxing. But also, you can do your work as well. And so another thing that's on my bucket list is I want to work next to a waterfall. Nice. Yep. I want to work, I want to work next to the uh, sound of the ocean. That's, that's my, that is my, uh, that is my goal to be able to yeah. sit on the balcony and write and coach and be able to hear the actual ocean right there. That's There's something about water, isn't there? There's something oh, yeah. that's very, very calming and, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm 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 a fire sign. I'm Aries, but I I don't something about water in me. I just find water really, and when I'm near water, I can hear myself think better. Yeah, it's so true. I'm a Pisces, and I don't even know too much about it, but uh, I have realized that my my two houses that I've owned have both had pools, and up until having my son, I really never went in it. But uh, just having water near me has always been super important to uh, for my own uh, health and wellness. Uh, for whatever reason, my my uh, my uh, astrologist people tell me like, oh yeah, it's because you're a water sign and all this stuff. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but water signs and everything else, regardless, Mark, what you have shared with us today in this hour has been absolutely tremendous. I mean, the value that you've given to the viewers and people listening to this on the podcast is truly tremendous. And for those, um, 
I really want you guys to connect with Mark. You guys know me, you guys trust me. Uh, I know and trust Mark. He's a tremendous individual. I'm sure you've got that from this hour. Um, so connect with him. Here's his number on the screen for you guys listening. It is plus four four seven nine zero six seven eight six five zero five. Again, I'll say it. Plus, you gotta use the plus sign, four four seven nine zero six seven eight six five zero five connect with Mark, send him a message right now, send him a message as soon as you're seeing us and just say, Hey man, great show. Really appreciate it. I'm interested in whatever it is that we can do together. Um, Mark. And, uh, also of course, like I said before, uh, making sure that you get a hold of him through the, his website, virtualpowernetworking.com. Again, virtualpowernetworking.com. Make sure you're connecting with him there. And, um, and, uh, feel free to hit me up for whatever groups I'm in. I'm actually going to be joining some more groups, Mark. Uh, like you said, I have been in and out a little bit trying to juggle the four-year-old and everything else, which has been a blessing. Uh, but definitely want to dive into more of the groups and looking at my 2021 strategy for connecting and what it is that I want to do in the world and help kids and, and help unite the place. So, um, I can't thank you enough for putting this all together. Um, you know, being the person that you are and the connector and, and sharing your journey, like you said, at the beginning of the show, warts and all and everything. I love that. You know, I'm, I'm all, I'm a fan about that. I've never had a wart. I've had zits. So I usually say zits and all because um, <laughs> I've had a wart. Um, but any final thoughts, man, any final thoughts you want to tell the viewers and the people that are listening to this about what they should be considering in their future, their future professional success, including the virtual networking. Well, if coronavirus doesn't bring out the inner hustler in you, you, you don't have one, quite frankly. Uh, I recently spoke to um, Megan, um, our friend down in uh, Beverly Hills. She's just reinvented herself as a Zoom coach. <laughs> I mean, how that's just, uh -huh. in, in a way, it's kind of common sense. Look, look at what's happening. And, and and re reinvent yourself um and uh, yeah i mean zoom we've all heard of the zoom boom uh and uh, zoom fatigue uh, zoom this zoom that but a lot of people aren't actually using zoom to its to its full capacity so she seized the initiative and self-taught herself how to use zoom to the max uh and and now she's teaching others how to use Zoom. So that's a great example of um, adapting to the, the, the situation that we all find ourselves in uh, and moving forward. Become a Zoom coach yourself. She'll help me for saying that now because <laughs> I'm creating competition. Yeah. But I mean, how, how many uh, Zoom users are there? It's uncountable. Mm -hmm. yeah it's true it's true yeah. it's about yeah. being that resource it's about finding the the need and filling it i had a friend of mine when Streamyard first came out which we're recording the show on Streamyard first came out and he started he's like he was figuring out the bells and whistles bells and whistles and before i even knew it he was offering a course growonline.com yeah. he was like let's go on here and he just started doing it and teaching people and you know it's not that difficult but when when a bunch of people are coming to you they'll, they'll give you a thousand bucks to teach them how to do the fast way you know it's it's a niche i mean it's it's so true mark you know being that resource and being able to pivot is, is so uh, paramountly important. Um, yeah. And uh, I just can't thank you enough for being on the show. Thank you for uh, coming in from the UK. Uh, thank, thank you for having me. Yeah, no, dude, we'll definitely have more conversations. Definitely, definitely. I wanted to squeeze you in and get this out um, earlier this or later this year because of the importance of what it is that it means to plan that 2021 strategy for success. And getting involved in these groups now is a great way to start building those relationships, as Mark said. Uh, being able to do that. So brother, I'm going to take us out here for a second. Any final words you want to share with anybody before I let you go? And then you just stay backstage for a second and we'll talk and then uh, I'll just end the show. But uh, any final last words for everybody? Um, keep rocking and keep it raw and unscripted people. Awesome. Awesome, Mark. You are our, uh, a stellar gentleman. Hang on for just a second. I'll end the show, but thank you once again. And we'll be talking backstage here in just a second. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, an hour and two minutes. I promised you guys I was going to try to keep these under an hour moving forward. But of course, we have, you know, very important information that we're sharing about your future and about your role in creating your future. Like Mark said, you know, if you haven't taken this particular opportunity and you guys have heard me say it probably hundreds and hundreds of times, if you're not pivoting in this point and if you're not becoming stronger, if you're not learning your niche, if you're not growing your, your sales capabilities or your branding cap capabilities or your social networking capabilities, whatever it is that you want to do and create in your life during this time where you have this kind of break from everything else, um, you know, you really need to examine what your priorities are. 
you need to examine whether or not you're in a victim mindset, a victim mindset or a victor mindset. Um, you know, life is about hustle. Life is about being resourceful. Life is about having grit. You know, I teach how to be unstoppable. People say, how do you be unstoppable, Chris? And they're expecting me to give them like this 10,000 word speech. And I'm like, don't stop. Keep going. Keep trying to figure it out. Keep curious. Keep, keep going after what it is that you know your legacy is about. And if you don't know what your legacy is about, that's where you got to start. Figure out what your legacy is. Who do you want to be remembered for? What example do you want to set for the kids that are following you right now? What beacon do you want to be in this world for your time being here? And then work backwards from that. And of course, that's going to involve relationships. That's going to, that's going to involve something else I talked about earlier is your comfort zone. Jesus Christ, guys, if you're staying in your comfort zone, if you're looking for certainty and safety and predictability, that's not what life is about. No, it's called living. You know, some people are existing. Some people are living. The existing people are sitting there playing it safe, predictable, da, 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 da. And guess what's going to happen to them? They're going to get older in life. And they're like, wow, that was boring. It was safe and everything was predictable, but wow, I didn't take any chances. I didn't jump off any cliffs. I didn't soar. I didn't fly. I didn't have exhilaration in my life. I didn't have the ups and downs of what it means to be here living on this planet. So what are you doing? Are you staying predictable? No, I hope not. I hope by the fact that we've brought you the show, we bring you these shows, um, that you're, that you're getting anxious about what it is that you're going to become, who is going to be the next version of who it is that you are. I'm constantly growing and changing and evolving and putting myself out there in uncomfortable situations and finding there's comfort in being uncomfortable because as long as you know you're going to get through it and it's not going to be a bad thing, then what's uncomfortable about it? It's just new. So you could phrase your situation like, oh, networking is awkward and uncomfortable. Or you could phrase it and shift your perspective to say, you know, it's something that it's exciting and new. Again, like I'm afraid of something. I'm excited about something. It's the same physiology in your body, but it's the way your mindset pictures it. If you picture it as a problem or a chore or a hassle or anything else, guess what? You're likely not to do it. You're likely not to do it. But if you look at it as something exciting, an opportunity, where is this going to take me? What adventure? Who am I going to meet? What kind of conversations am I going to have? Then you, you need to get in there. You need to get in the WhatsApp groups. I'm in there. I've met some phenomenal people already, and I really haven't maximized its use, admittedly. Uh, but I've met some amazing, phenomenal people, and I'm looking forward to meeting so many different, more people in this opportunity. So I want to see you guys in there. Please connect with Mark. If you have any questions, of course, you can always reach out to me. I can help you out as much. I can do a soft introduction to you, to Mark. Uh, but take advantage of this offering and uh, go have a, com a communication with him. Meanwhile, let us know what we can do here at the Ron and Scripted Show, what kind of topics you want to see, what kind of guests you want to see. If you know somebody you saw on another show would be good for the show, send me an email, Christopher at ChristopherRoush.com. It's super simple. Um, just do that. And uh, until then, be sure to stay unstoppable, stay kick-ass, stay classy, and uh, rock on with your bad self.